The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 94. How important is online legal protection? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your current situation, especially if you have an interest in starting your own online company or even blog in the sports industry. This week's special guest, I'm mixing it up a bit with today's expert, and it's with a person in the legal industry. This week's special guest is Heather Pierce Campbell. Heather is an attorney, legal coach, and founder of the legal website Warrior, where she specializes in supporting online businesses, coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs so they are legally protected online. I can happily say that I'm very fascinated about Heather's line of work, and it's great to have her as a special guest on the show. That's when today's episode, Heather will share her career journey and explain to you the importance of legal protection online. Heather, it's great to have you on the show. Please can you share your career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Yeah, absolutely. So my career officially started in uh, 2002, which is when I graduated from UW Law. Um, And that was an interesting time to graduate law school. So it was officially the worst time in 25 years to be graduating law. Um, 9-11 had just happened the fall before. So firms everywhere had like closed the doors on hiring, put moratoriums on hiring. I had law, law school classmates who had offers like totally reneged, like they got, you know, paid five or $10,000 to just go away. <laughs> so yeah, it was a really strange time to be graduating law school. And yet for me, I had actually spent the summer before in the UK working for the British government. What inspired you to work in the legal industry before college? You know, the funny thing is I never had planned to go into law. I was a business person. So I started out actually officially in music and then transitioned after the first year into business. And um, I love business. I've always been fascinated by the business world. I knew at the end of my education that I wanted more education, but I didn't want a master's. I didn't want to go get an MBA. I didn't want a master's in business because I had double majored in both economics and finance. So I was kind of filled up on business, right? But I had a series of what I call serendipitous events happen where I took, as part of my business major, I took a business law class, loved it. Everybody else was snoozing and I was eating it up. And then as I think in my, um, I had an advanced writing class, I chose actually legal ethics to write on. And I ended up loving that paper, loving like that project. And then through those projects and in conversation with my mom, who was always a couple steps ahead of me, she I joked that she knew me better than I knew myself, especially at the time. But 
But it just made sense. Like law just happened to be a thing that at that time clicked and really felt like the right decision. So a few months later, I was applying for law schools and, you know, taking the LSAT and all that stuff. Just relating to your education, because a lot of the listeners are studying at the moment. How has your degree in law supported you now reflecting? I tell people you never regret an education, right? And for me, law was the right choice. And you know, that said, um, and I am working in law, six, something like 60% of people don't end up working in the field that they study. But to, that's not, to me, that's not, um, you know, it's not noteworthy only because I feel like uh, there's a quote, there's a Steve Jobs quote that says, you can never connect the dots looking forward, right? You can only connect them looking backwards. It's a very famous quote. Yes. This is one of those things that even though you may not end up working in a field that you studied um, in school, you never regret an education and the skills that you learn typically are transferable, right? Because you're learning how to dissect information. You're learning how to learn new skills. You're learning uh, how to be around people and interact appropriately and, you know, all of that. So it's, um, I just think that, uh, you know, Get an education, whatever it's in. Don't worry so much about the future. For sure, if you know what you want to do, you know, study something relevant to that. But other than that, I think hustle gets you farther than just about anything else will get you. Absolutely. Just from a career perspective, from your opinion, how competitive is the legal industry? Oh, it's very competitive. Um, and right now we're seeing a lot of um, market changes, a lot of market fluctuations, meaning that you have the collision of the internet and um, clients who are becoming more selective in the way that they want their legal services delivered, right? And this collides with an industry that is typically slow to change and very traditional. It's a very traditional model. Um, and so uh, the legal field currently is really an interesting one to be a part of. And um, it's, uh, I enjoy it tremendously, even though there's market forces that are frustrating a lot of people in the legal industry. I think there's tremendous opportunity. So it's, to me, it's an interesting one to observe because I feel like these changes have been coming for a while and some people are slow to see them coming. And because I was never a shoe in, meaning like I never considered myself a very traditional fit in the legal world, I feel like I've seen them coming since, you know, the first year out of law school. Because what you're talking about really relates to today's main topic. How important is legal protection online? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's huge. I, I joke with people that um, the online world is the wild west of business, right? So, I mean, anybody who's followed the development of the internet, I mean, I remember my senior year of high school, this would have been 1995. So I'm aging myself, but um, that's okay. So I remember sitting down at a computer and like accidentally moving an icon on the desktop, right? I learned to type on the old school like word processors with the teeny little screen, you know, you could see like four lines of text. So the whole computer internet thing, I mean, it's revolutionized business, it's revolutionized law for sure, but um, just now we have regulations that are attempting to catch up with the pace 
that we actually do business online. And so a lot of small business people are caught unaware because they don't have in-house legal counsel. They don't have a solution in place for um, helping them spot the big issues ahead of time. And with, with the number of people that we have um, in the what I call the information space, information entrepreneurs, which usually start out as solo entrepreneurs, right? You, in essence, you have to, in some ways, become your own lawyer and not really. It's not, I mean, I, I say that, you know, tongue in cheek, but there's an element of truth. Like you have to be aware of what you're doing because there are so many ways now to get in trouble. And, you know, my whole goal is to help people not have to learn those lessons the hard way on the back end, which is currently happening because regulations are catching up with people. So, yeah, the the short of it is legal protection is becoming increasingly important for online businesses, including small online businesses. I was going to say, what inspired you to start your own company then? Well, I've always been entrepreneurial. So since I was a kid, I've always, I mean, I was like the seven-year-old girl walking around the neighborhood, banging on doors, asking to break people's leaves, right? So for money, I mean, I knew that like my dad had had a chat with me when I was five about you either, you know, be really smart and get your schooling paid for, or you work really hard and save enough money to pay your own way through advanced education. So um, I did both. <laughs> but um, it meant that from the time I was a little peanut, I was very entrepreneurial. So um, all of that is to say that when I graduated law school, I did not go find a traditional job. I hung my own shingle from the start. So I've always been in the legal business for myself, if that makes sense. So the legal website warrior brand, the online legal coaching business that you are familiar with, that is new, right? That's in the last four to five years. And that's um, really, I've developed that in response to this gaping hole in the market where people's legal needs are not being met. So that's, um, you know, both my experience and spotting that demand in the market is what prompted the, the birth of the legal website warrior, if you will. Look, to the listeners, I'm all about authenticity. I've worked with Heather and she's been amazing in regards to the work I'm doing. Would you mind explaining to listeners, especially for students who want to start a sports blog, for example, or anything where they write their own content, would you mind just sharing a little insight of the services you provide and a few do's and don'ts so they're more aware, if that's okay? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. So the big things to watch for if you're doing business online, even if you're just publishing like a you know minimum amount of content um, or collecting, and you and I have had this conversation, if you're collecting um, email addresses or offering any kind of like a what's called a lead magnet where you're maybe giving away a free report or a free training or something in exchange for people to sign up, right, to provide their personal information provide their email address. Um, so a couple things that you absolutely want to have in place if you're collecting any data. And even now, if you're collecting, if you just have Google Analytics installed on your website and you don't even have like a lead capture or an email capture yet, um, you still are, are needing to have a privacy policy in place. 
This is a document. It's a legal document that fulfills your obligation as a business. And this is the thing is a lot of people don't think of themselves and their little online space as a business. But you can be sure that uh, regulatory agencies are going to, as much as possible, view you as a business and apply the rules to you if they can. So if you're collecting data from visitors, from, um, you know, even people that hop on your website and don't provide personal information, but their data gets captured through Google Analytics, you want to have a privacy policy in place. And that fulfills your obligation as a business owner to let people know what data you're collecting, what you're doing with it, how you keep it safe, how they can opt out of your database, as well as um, some additional things that are going to apply depending on where you're based in the world. Um, so there's, there's more to it than that, but privacy is becoming an increasingly important issue in the online world. And there's a lot of hubbub currently over some new rules that the EU is putting in place, right? So there's a whole... Um, you know, for and, and this is very interesting in the world of international online business, right? Because there are essentially no borders when it comes to business. So it means that companies in the U.S., around the world, um, are having to pay attention to privacy policies uh, that are specific to other countries. So that's one thing that, you know, wherever um, somebody is based, they're going to want to be aware of their own country's privacy policies. And they're going to want to be very aware where their visitors are from and whether they transact business or, or exchange information with people in other countries and, and also understand what privacy regulations apply in those places. The privacy policy stuff really is about capturing information. For people that are also sharing information, the other thing that you want to have in place is a solid set of terms and conditions. This is going to be a legal document that covers your intellectual property that's on your website and that is generally available to whoever can click through to your site. It's going to have things like limitations of liability, the proper disclaimers in place, as well as describe, which is called like licensing language or license to use, um, the information that gets published through your website, right? So that's the other core document that you want to have in place. And then if you're selling stuff through your website, right, there's one more additional set of terms, which are terms of purchase that apply to the sale of whatever it is that you are providing, whether it's a service, whether it's a product, etc. You want to have terms in place that protect that sale, protect the income from that sale, protect your intellectual property that's being exchanged through that sale. So let's say you are selling an online course or program or digital download, you need to have terms that define how people can use that particular item or course, etc. So there's a lot more that gets covered, but basically that trio of, of documentation for an online business is essential. That is great. And I really do hope the listeners take that on board because this is big stuff if you want to even start a blog. There's one area I want to talk about, and I know you've been busy on this. Can you explain to the listeners your YouTube channel? Yeah, absolutely. So every once in a while, and my YouTube channel really is, I mean, I... I am the first to admit that I am not the master of like online marketing. I've grown both my traditional legal practice and, um, and my legal website warrior business largely through word of mouth referrals. And it's, it's been a really fascinating journey, but I do on occasion, you know, spend some time online. And my goal through those videos is really to provide 
little short absorbable excerpts of, you know, things that people can be aware of or do in their own business that will offer them some additional protection. I feel like one of the biggest hurdles we have in the legal world, I call it the black box model, right? You have to like pay a lot of money to get inside the model and um, get inside the box for the information that you need. And I, through my business, I'm trying to reverse that model on its head where I provide a lot of upfront education to people so that they know what issues to watch for, which then allows them to make better decisions when it comes to legal support in their business. Just on that sort of note with the legal support, if people want to get in contact with you direct, would you mind explaining some of the services you provide through your website and company? Absolutely. So um, it's super easy to find me online under my brand name, which is Legal Website Warrior. You can Google it. It's also the domain, LegalWebsiteWarrior.com. Um, there's contact, you know, there's contact information there. There's, I have lots of, you know, freebies and reports and giveaways that I offer for people that are looking for additional resources. There's a whole section on my website that are essentially articles I've published on different topics. So if you go to the business tips section of my website, there's lots of free information for people to peruse and see what applies to online business generally. That is great with the free content. Just going back to your career now, what have you been up to recently? Well, so there's a couple of things that I'm pretty excited about. One is um, getting near to the end of automating a lot of my online products and trainings. So my goal is to have what essentially will be the four core bundles um, of information, trainings, legal templates and tools that are applicable to the people that I serve. And those people tend to be coaches, consultants, online educators, speakers, and authors, right? It's really information-based businesses, people who deliver information through their work in a variety of ways. So putting these four bundles in place that allow somebody to essentially purchase and within a matter of minutes have access to a whole variety of legal tools and trainings that will apply to their business. I will still be working one-on-one -on -one with some, you know, some clients directly, but there's a whole host of people that need the information that I have that, you know, either just want to want to do it yourself type of solution or don't have the budget to work, you know, directly one on one. So um, that's exciting for me to be getting ready to rule that out. Um, I have some really fun new clients. I signed somebody recently who uh, previously it's a well-known brand name, but he built a company up to like, I want to say it's a multi-billion dollar company, but it was you know, and its height was making $350 million a year or something, who has now shifted. This is the fun thing about the online world is you have people who have grown up in business and built traditional businesses that now have all this expertise and knowledge to share and are shifting to providing that education and some of those resources to the online space. And so, again, you know, my joy is in helping people like that understand how to protect their online businesses. So this person has built out a whole like online training program. You know, it's got a whole like 50 modules or something intense. Um, and so, you know, now is working on protecting a, that whole chunk of intellectual property, online sales systems, all of that. So that's been a really fun um, new client. And then the other fun thing that's happened is I got asked to speak 
at the Maryland State Bar. This is an East Coast Bar Association um, at their annual conference as a thought leader in the law. So I'll be headed out there um, next month to put on a presentation for lawyers about essentially um, creating more success for themselves in the world of law by thinking about their legal practice like a business, not a lawyer, right? So this is the part, this is a conversation that I really enjoy, which is how can we as attorneys be more creative in the delivery of our services so that we better meet the needs of our clients in what is most definitely a shifting legal landscape do it very ethically and um, essentially better in a better way than the legal, the traditional legal model allows. So that's the conversation I'll be having with folks in about a month. And, you know, I'll be thrilled if I can help other attorneys like enjoy their practice more, serve more people, do it in a, a way that um, feels better and easier. I don't know. I, I'm super excited about it. Heather, that sounds really, really exciting. Just on a personal note now, what have you enjoyed the most from your career looking back now? Oh, gosh, there's so much to enjoy. I have enjoyed the fact that um, really I've built it from the ground up myself, right? And that in that process, I've gotten to work with a wide variety of um, not only phenomenal mentors and other attorneys. I'm, I'm a person who has no problem asking other people for help or advice or creating new connections, right? So that was a really important part of carving out my path in the law. And it's served me really well for the life of my career. But in addition to having some phenomenal connections in the law, um, you know, I've just, I've been able to work with amazing clients and not amazing like um, like everybody's in the limelight amazing, although I have a few of those clients, but just like fabulous people. I've had so few client issues in my life, in my legal career. Like other people talk about, you know, problems in their work. And, and I, I, in a lot of ways, I can't relate. I feel like I've really been blessed with wonderful clients and um I don't know. It's been fun. I think that the, one of the reasons that I'm still standing in law, I have peers that graduated law school, went to work at large firms, you know, had, I will say, a little bit less control over their career path and are no longer essentially even practicing law. Um, and so for me, I, I enjoy it. And I think so much of why I enjoy it is because I think of legal practice like a business. And I love the conversation. I love any conversation around business. So it's been a super fun place. That, that overlap of the legal world and the business world is a really, really fun place for me to be. Look, I can definitely hear your enthusiasm and it's something I've learned from you with meeting new people, especially around the world. It's unbelievable. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university or college students who are unsure what they want to do after graduation? Mm, that's a great question. Um, so my first advice is just to take a leap and like dig in and do something. I feel like the most important part of um, anybody's journey is just to stay actively involved in the learning game because you'll learn very quickly if it's something that you want to do or not do, right? So 
don't don't sit around and wait for opportunities to come. I would say, you know, bang down doors, like pursue something until you know it's the thing that you no longer want to pursue and then choose something else. So, um, you know, and a lot of people think that they need to be working in their ideal job or working, um, you know, doing something that they had anticipated doing before they graduated. And um, you know, while it would be great if that opportunity presents itself, I would say don't limit yourself. Like there was great advice and I'm trying to remember who it came from. I'm sure multiple, multiple people over the years have said it, but it's basically like apply 100% of yourself to whatever you're doing right now and be the best at that. And then new opportunities will come, right? So it can be the stair step pattern, not necessarily a direct path. Um, so that's probably my advice is just dig in, get experience, apply yourself, you know, a hundred percent to whatever you're doing and you'll learn in a hurry, whether that's the path for you or whether you need to shift off that path a little bit. Heather, that is great. I really do hope the listeners take that on board. I certainly have. How can people interact with you online? So, um, the easiest ways are to visit my website. There's a lot of great stuff there. You also can find me on LinkedIn, which is just, um, LinkedIn forward slash I N forward slash Heather Pierce Campbell. So my full name and Pierce is the Welch version of Pierce. So it's P E A R C E. Um, so Heather Pierce Campbell, I'm at the same forward slash on Facebook, right? So forward slash Heather Pierce Campbell, you can find me there. Um, those are probably the places that I spend the most time. I've got an online, uh, group for people that are in the coaching, consulting, online information space world. I have an online Facebook group called the, the, um, legal landing for modern business warriors. So that's a fun place to be if you want, like to be able to ask questions and get some additional legal tips that apply to business. But, um, yeah, LinkedIn and Facebook are going to be outside of, you know, my website and email where I spend my time. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Heather, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. You too, Edward. So nice to talk with you again. What a fantastic interview from Heather. And I really do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. For me personally, I've been connected with Heather now for a good eight months and she has certainly opened up my eyes with regards to the knowledge of understanding how legal protection has such a big role to play in business online and how people do take advantage of other people's work without you knowing and also you not understanding that people can just take your ideas and actually leverage it for value if that's financially or coming across as an influencer which of course isn't true so I really do hope this interview has provided you the understanding that you can protect yourself and applying those policies with regards to your blog or online business needs to be applied straight away because all the hard work you put in you want to make sure you're protected but from a career perspective I really do hope you took on board what Heather was saying near the end of our chat that being committed, finding your interests in what you want to do and really give it 110% in your work ethic and don't sit back and wait for things to come to you. You've got to go out there and get it and hustle hard because that really is the key in whatever you want to do with regards to your sports career ambition. So I hope you enjoyed this chat and apply what Heather said to your sports career ambitions today and good luck. 
Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Heather said, take a leap and dig in, get experience and apply yourself. And don't sit around waiting for opportunities to come. 